Here's your Friday intro. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Friday, February 10th. Uh, I am truly just going to riff today because I have a bunch of energy. I had a great day yesterday. Um, good day today. I I do a mood diary now. I have long avoided writing things down, except to remember things. I should have known that in like 2014, um, writing when I began to write things down and how helpful it was, I should have been tracking my mood sooner. I usually sit around a six. Five is bad. Five, I, I haven't gotten like below five, but five is not good. Um, if I pop up a little bit, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm at a seven. In the last, I think there's only been a couple of eights since I've been tracking since last summer. Yesterday, I gave myself a nine because of the guest that you'll hear shortly. Uh, what a great dude. I love the cause that he's working for, that he created. He's literally saving lives, preventing murders. Um, that's the problem with the the problem we're trying to solve. Murder and violence and crime. Um, you don't see the things that are preventing things. Um, which is why the deputy safety director is no longer working for the city of Toledo. I don't know why, um, but to, to go back to, oh God, keeping our neighborhood safe, we, we changed it from the violence interrupters. We changed the name. We don't know what they're doing um, because we got to you know keep it secretive so we don't out them, let them do their work quietly. Um, you just don't know. We only know by... Well, we know what happens when there's a shooting or, sadly, a, a murder, and we lose our minds. But these people and people like Tremaine are preventing countless ones all the time. So I'm a little uh, scattered with that, but I think you get the point. Um, so we'll talk to Tremaine in a handful of minutes. But after Tremaine yesterday, I if you listen to the radio show, I want you to know what's going on here in Toledo, the good things, some of the bad things, if it's important to you, like the truck driver today who is now in jail because he had like no permits, no permits, and there's like a half million dollar damage and there's emergency fixes to the Lime City Road Bridge over 75. Um, My radio show is what's going on here. Like 90% of the things I talk about, I don't do. They're not really of interest to me, not my thing. I mean, really, what is my thing? Last night was my first night, first time ever at Handmade. A, an enormous shout out to uh, Liz, who's been on the podcast before, and her entire ProMedica team uh, for the great event helping Alana Machenko and the first birthday, which I wish we didn't have, but I wish we didn't have it because I wish there wasn't a war in Ukraine. But uh, thanks to Liz and uh, Alana Machenko for uh, a phenomenal, magnificent monologue. Uh, it's tough to get up and talk in front of people. And I thought that she was so good at it. And obviously she's speaking from the heart and she's brilliant because she's a UT law student. I thought it was the lawyer in her. She's like, no, it was the teacher. I'm like, oh yeah, you're standing in front of people all the time. Um, she's a fantastic woman. Maybe what I like best is that she has made this her home and what she has done with Toledo Helps Ukraine makes us look really good. 
Uh, she has not been here a long time. Toledo helps Ukraine. Ukraine is one year old. And in my opinion, it is one of the shining parts of Toledo and Northwest Ohio. Uh, today, I got to go to Imagination Press. What the hell is that? It is the next brainchild of Nick Kunkel. Nick was the guy behind Buff City Soap. Nick grew up here, moved to Tennessee, did Buff City Soap, came back, opened some here. Uh, he sold it and uh, did dad things for a couple of years. Imagination Press is at Fallen Timbers, and he, too, is technologically brilliant. Um, imagine jute mode, but you get to make the shirt. It's experiential. Um, there's a soft opening in the coming days. I made a shirt. You can check my socials. In fact, um, there is beautiful eye-opening pieces of art on canvas all over the store. I looked at that more than the shirts. I wanted to buy all of it. He's like, yeah, artists can you know submit this and we'll put it on canvas. I'm like, wait, hold. Can you do that with a picture? 15 minutes later, I now have a very large canvas. It's probably 24 by 24. That sounds about right. Maybe a little larger. Of my brother, Paul, and my niece. Um, when they were in Disney a couple weeks ago, they sent me some really memorable pictures. Two specifically. Um, one you can see. It's the one that's on social. That's the one that I had blown up into a canvas. I forgot to pay Nick. I got to pay him. Uh, Imagination Press. It is experiential, so I hope you can enjoy it. Is there anything... Oh, yes. A lot of websites did this, so let me give it to you. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Like, I don't get hyped up. I want the Eagles to win, obviously, for a lot of friends, for my dad. Ten years ago, if you would have asked my dad, do you think the Eagles will win two Super Bowls before you die? No, we're just... They call it Negadelphia. A lot of pessimism. Um, and we have not, Philadelphia has not won the titles as other big cities have. No Dodgers, no Yankees, Bulls. There was in my lifetime that I remember, Phillies went to the World Series in 93. Sixers went to the finals in 2001 where Kobe Bryant, the Philadelphian, cut their hearts out. Eagles went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots in 2005. Phillies won the World Series in 2008. And the Eagles won the Super Bowl in five years ago. Not a lot of not, uh, more disappointment than any than championships. They win two in five years. <sighs> they grease the poles, the streetlights and stuff in Philadelphia, so people don't climb them and celebrate. And as they're drunk, fall and die. Um, I think they will win. I am more confident in the Eagles going into this game than I was five years ago for a couple reasons. They had a backup quarterback in, but he was on a magical ride. They were also playing the monolithic Patriots with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady and Patriot devil magic. Um, There was a Hail Mary to end that game, and I almost thought the Eagles were going to lose because of it, just because of the magic. Um, I feel better because this Eagles team is much better than that team, and uh, the Chiefs don't scare me as much. And as much as their coach, who used to coach the Eagles, has a lot of experience, including a Super Bowl win, he also is really bad at managing, like, the clock, which is a fundamental to being a coach, but a lot of coaches are bad at it. They're good before the game, not necessarily during it. The Eagles are going to win. 
Let's enjoy the commercials. Um, a lot of states have done this. What's Rihanna going to do with the halftime show? I, I've told you before, I like her more than Beyonce. Beyonce's not bad at all, but I, I love Rihanna. I'm disappointed the two new songs weren't very good. The songs I want. Needed Me, Disturbia, a Drake medley. Diamonds, Where Have You Been, Shut Up and Drive, and Hard. The last two aren't happening. Um, what will we likely get? Umbrella, Ponde Replay, Lift Me Up, Disturbia, We Found Love, Diamonds, Only Girl, SOS, and Unfaithful. I think she'll get another ballad in there besides Lift Me Up, Unfaithful, Love on the Brain, or Stay. Stay here for another phenomenal conversation with Tremaine Rayford, who runs the program, helping fatherless kids all around the Toledo area learn the skills that they need to keep them on the right track in life. And he helped me tie a tie yesterday. It was sloppy. I don't know if I'll remember what he taught me yesterday, but I was damn proud of myself. I'm damn proud of him for what he does here in our community. I would like to welcome back... um, from the program, yes, Tremaine Rayford. Uh, the program is is not his TikTok foodie page, <laughs> but it could be. Um, you may remember Tremaine from his last visit. Do you remember how we left our last visit? Oof. You you enlightened me to something. Oh, Eureka Chicken. Yes. Did you try it? I did not, but oh. I follow the heck out of that account now. Yeah, you you see what I'm talking about now. I do, though. I do. I yeah. would, and I will never forget. It's just one of these moments that that stick with me. Like, oh, hold on. We, I said, why isn't that? We were talking food, and I said, why is Nashville a chicken thing? And you're like, hold on a second. There's a gas station in yeah. Monroe that you got to go to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's amazing, and I haven't been. I haven't been since. Since our conversation, I believe, but it's, I mean, just because it's so, not so far, but, it, you know, I don't do anything in Monroe, you right. know, so uh, either that or the movies, you can make it, yep. or uh, A&W, A&W's up there. That's right, so, I remember people talk about that Some we'll, yeah. we'll have to do a food podcast <laughs> right. one time, and the, the funny thing is, um, I, I'm... From the, there is an inner fat kid in me that is always fighting to get out, and I'm sure you're the same. Oh yeah. And the way you and I talk about food, if somebody didn't know us, they'd be like, "Wow, these guys are like one hamburger from a heart attack." <laughs> anyway, the program is something that just wrapped up its sixth tie event. The program yes. helps young kids, mostly boy, all boys. Yes, fatherless young men in our community. Um, Get on the right track, and I'll loop back around to that, but you saw your dad, what, like three times before you were 18? Yeah, approximately like three times um, before I was 18, um, and I, I I don't I don't hate him. I don't judge him. Uh, actually, I still I still love him. And my mother reminded me when I was eight, when I was 17, I wrote my father a letter. And I said, um, you know, you haven't you haven't been around and I'm not mad at you. But now that you are around, here's a list of things that I would like for you to do. And one of those lists of the things was teach me about mechanics, teach me about working on cars and things of that nature. Uh, So and it's crazy how that came into fruition with me helping other kids. So, yeah, it's it's incredible, man. Yeah, you didn't tell me that last time about the list. What if he didn't know how to do that stuff? Well, he did. <laughs> he was doing it, and, and you, you know, uh, he was doing it on my mom's car. He's he was like a detailer by trade. Got it. Okay. But he was, you know, changing brakes and all that stuff, and I was watching from inside. I'm like, wait a minute, like, dude, you should be teaching us how to do this stuff, bro. And he he did eventually, you know. 
You just mentioned you passed this on on to kids. Uh, let's talk about the event that happened just a couple of weeks ago, the yeah. sixth annual tie event that happened yes. at Rust Belt. Let's just tell me, tell those uh, that are familiar, unfamiliar with you. I, we've obviously visited before. What is yes. that? Yes. Yeah, so the tie event is actually one of our favorite events um, through surveys that we've surveyed the community with. Um, this is where we teach young men how to tie a tie, and, and we also talk about the attributes of. Uh, behind what a tie represents. So for us, a tie represents respect. So what makes a respectable man, right? And we have all kinds of games and all kinds of uh, gifts we give away. And uh, we have speakers come in and they talk about their life and where they came from. And this time we had someone from the commissioner's office, uh, Mr. Ron Wells, and he talked about his, you know, his life going from uh, poverty all the way up to him being the first doctor in his family when he graduates. And that's a, that's an inspiring story for some of these young men because they uh, kind of see themselves in the, in the story and where the path that he went through, they can see themselves in that. And so a lot of, a lot of the kids in the surveys that we have afterwards asking them, you know, how they felt, they said the, the, his speaking was like the best part i'm like what not the ps5 we gave away not the games and all that stuff so a lot of kids are like yeah we love the story that he gave us you know it's it's fuel for the fire on one side of the spectrum when it comes to jarring life-altering events like forks in the road yeah you've got kids and there have been too many of them who see their best friends shot and killed or wind up in prison yeah. is the other end of that spectrum um mr wells and showing them that there there is a place that they can go and regardless of how bad it is this is a light of hope and you can be Mr. Wells. Oh yeah. Uh, I think he did a, he did a great job by um, engaging with them and making his speech not just his speech but he made it their speech as well right so he's asking them questions and things of that nature and he shared some of the things that he's been through uh, and I think I shared some of the things that I've been through as well uh, and these young men can can see their lives and what and what we say to them so yeah um, I had asked you if we could get a kid to come in here this time. Yeah <laughs> man I wanted to. It's totally fine but if you could do this can you Give me an example of a kid who's been through the program and maybe came from a really dark place where he had maybe one foot in the grave or one foot in jail. And now all of a sudden he is one of the standouts in your program. And if you want to name drop the kid, by all means, and if they're comfortable with that, tell me the whole story. Pretend you're that you're that you're that kid. Sure. So, yeah, uh, he's one of our longest uh, members. I guess you can call them members or participants. Uh, he's one of my boys. Uh, he's been in the program for four years now. I still remember his mother's voice when she first called me. She's like, you know, Kai's not a bad kid. You know, he, he's getting in fights and he's he's getting expelled. He's he's failing, but he's not a bad kid. Um, and he just needs some guidance. He just needs someone to, to, to show them that they care about him. So he got involved with the program. Um, we we worked with him. He's was coming to events, and within I think it was like one year, he got his grades from failing to the honor roll. And that I didn't expect that. I just wanted to teach kids like you know I, I don't want you guys to be twenty twenty three and not know how to change a tire, not know what kind of gas to You know it was the tangible things that I wanted to teach young men, uh, not the internal things that uh, eventually came arise. You know, uh, so. He he started getting uh, on the honor roll. Now he's going to early um, college, Toledo Early College. Uh, he made a decision to he was he's St. Francis, uh, so he made a decision to leave St. Francis and to go to Bowser. 
And within, I don't know, it was a couple months him being at Bowser, he had the, um, I'm just going to say discernment to look around and say, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Like, this seems fun, but this is not where my life, my calling is a lot bigger than this. So he made a conscious decision to go back to St. Francis and enroll in St. Francis. And now he's back on track to graduate. But I love the fact that he made the decision, you know, at Bowser, like, this is not where I'm supposed to be at. Let me go back. What was his issue with Bowser? Was it... It, look, there's a difference between the TPS school and, yeah. and a place like St. Francis. Yeah. Did he see maybe some of his past and he didn't want to put his toe back in that water? Yeah, I think culture played a big thing of it. You know, in, in St. Francis, they're very disciplined. They're very, you know, they're they're on you, you know, and, and success is, that's part of it. You know, you're not failing. You're We're going to be on you until you succeed. And I think with TPS, they have so many, so many kids that it's hard to keep track of all the kids where the the culture seems to be a lot different than one of St. Francis or St. John's. Um, same, you have to pay to go to St. Francis, right? There's are yeah. there scholarships. So he was able to afford that. His family was. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know how, okay. how they're doing that. I don't know if it's a scholarship or if it's some sort of program that, you know, uh, the kids are able to get in there, but we, we actually have seven or eight, seven or eight of our boys going to St. Francis right now. So, yeah. I, I I wonder if there were his name is Kai right yeah I want I wonder if there were any kids who wanted to follow his path um, kids he met in the short time at Bowser and and saw him excelling and got to see him bounce back and forth because I'm sure there are some kids oh yeah. yeah there's there's people watching all of us um, we have developed a we call it a peer lead program where young men like Kai uh, we have several others. Um, where now they can turn around and they can pour into younger men and say, you know, I've been through that. I used to fight. I used to do all these things. Because a lot of times I'm not relative to these. You know, right. yeah, like they, they look at me like, oh, there's, there's an old guy, you know. Right. But when they look at somebody like Kai, like, oh, I want to be like Kai because Kai is, you know, he has a job. He has nice shoes. He's got one of those watches with a TV on it. You know, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have the money to do that. But he has all those kind of amenities. And these young men look at him like, oh, that's what I want to be like. You are, know? are those... The question I was point I was I wanted to come to in a way was I wonder if there were kids who wanted to follow Kai, but he was able to have a bit more privilege in some way. Like some kids may be trapped in TPS because of financial situations or whatever it might be. I'd be fascinated if there if there were kids like that or the kids that you said looked up to Kai. Were there yeah. any TPS kids who maybe found a better path, whether it was where they were or they're like, Mom, are there scholarships available for me to go to X, Y, or Z school? Yeah, so because of Kai, I think we have about five boys that has seen or heard his story, whether from him or his mother, that have all signed up to be part of the program. Good. And they're not in the program, Good. so and, yeah. And even if they, they're, quote-unquote, stuck at a Woodward or a Bowser yeah. or whatever you yeah. want to label with a bad reputation at TPS, yeah. it's some right, some wrong, yeah. at least you you are that outlet. You can augment yeah. that behavior so it's not all negative influences in their life. Yeah, certainly not. And you're not you're not a product of your environment. You know, a lot of times we preach, you know, because you live in this area, you're a part of this culture, you have to, you know, and that's that's untrue. You can right. still rise up to the occasion. You can still be different than everyone else. It's just going to be more difficult. Uh, you talked about a lot of technical learning and it, it was... You may remember, I can't do any of those things. Like, not a thing at all. So if by some chance, it's possible, I guess I have a kid out there who could be like 17 or 18 right now, and I get a letter saying, Eric, I want you to teach me these things. I'm like, 
I can I can put down a, the carpet cleaner that makes the vacuum smell nice, and I can plunge a toilet. But other than that, um, what about? And I don't know if we talked about this a bunch last time. That's all ve- obviously very important stuff. Yeah. And there's more and more schools doing this now because we saw three years of, of broken humans, kids, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Is there any kind of emotional learning that you guys do? Uh, that is something that we are looking into getting into this year. Uh, I believe that um, because of the data, you know, 40% of American homes are fatherless, uh, 48% in Lucas County. But I, I really believe that 100% of those that grow up in fatherless homes suffer some sort of trauma. So emotional intelligence is really a part that needs to be tackled. Uh, so we've, we've, we're have we looking into partnering with a couple organizations Good. that can tackle that trauma. Who, who would be those organizations? There's one called Green Springs. I think it's green. I always mess it up. It's in uh, Maumee. Okay. Um, actually, right down the street on, I want to say Detroit and the trail, or the Detroit and the trail. So the gla- gas station is, and my vet. Oh, yeah? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good spot, good spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can tell because the uh, Maumee, Nice Roads, Toledo, eh, yeah. a little better. Well, Detroit and River Road. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. So further down. Okay, got it. Yep, yep. Um, any other organizations? Because it's so important. Yeah, that's the that's the first organization that we're looking at partner because they, they specialize in trauma. There's a couple other behavioral health organizations that we are thinking about partnering with as well. Talk to uh, it, what percentage? What's the ethnic makeup of your kids? Okay, so seventy three percent is African American. Okay. 10% Hispanic, and then we have about 7%, 8% uh, Caucasian, and the rest white. Talk to Sonia Nami. Have you talked to Sonia before? Who? Sonia. <laughs> Sonia. Who's that? Sonia. Sonia Quinn at Nami, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. I have not talked to Sonia her. Sonia does their African American outreach, and she's a megastar. Yeah. Megastar. Um, and I'll offer my services to you. Um, I'm all about talking to kids, and I mean, it's a mental decision to not get into a fight. Like, yeah, it really and, is. And it, and, and it takes a lot of time. That's why I asked about emotional learning. And I'm glad that there's some teaching of that now yeah. um, in schools. Like, like I need you to do this calculus in your head. I know this dude said whatever about you yeah. and he's been on you for weeks. Yeah. But if you throw a punch and this dude falls backward and hits his head on the cement, like that's, that's it. It's like you're, that's done. Like yeah. your life is forever changed. Yep. I know, and and you, we're adults. We go through this stuff. Unfortunately, we have to ask kids to kind of learn this so they don't wind up in bad positions. And we're asking kids to make, go through an adult mental process. But we can teach them that so that kid walks away. Right. And nowadays, kids kids are shooting. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, your life may be altered in a a complete different kind of way. You know, you you can die just because you had an altercation with someone at the age of 15. Like, these kids are shooting. And it's... Obviously, we have a, a problem here, like few other cities do, and yeah. it could be something as little as, and I, and it is so hard, even as adults. My dad said, never make, never make decisions when you're yeah. angry or having sex, yeah. and, and when you're deep, <laughs> when you're deeply emotional. Like there's going to be like a, a, a lot of yelling at the Super Bowl, and like yeah. we're number one, and that's yeah. the worst play ever. No, it was just a fumble. They'll get the ball back. Right. It, right. In in some bizarre, maybe I live in this panacea where that kid who has to shoot or just fire a gun at this other kid, like maybe he'll think, let me do it where there's abandoned houses. 
Yeah. As opposed to a neighborhood. Because we've heard yeah. about bullets going through people's houses. Oh, yeah, and, certainly. And, and I know that sounds hard, but and that's like a half measure, but it's maybe a half measure towards a full measure. Right, right. There's plenty of outlets for kids to, to, to participate in to release that uh, stress and that anger and stuff like that. Um, they don't have to resort to violence as, as one of those outlets. Um, back when we were growing up, we didn't even have opportunity to, to, to be violent. It was so much fun. It was so much get outside, play football with your you know neighbors and, and do all these kinds of games. So uh, these kids right now, there's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of video gaming and yeah. they're, they're by themselves. So they don't have time to practice getting all that aggression out and when they do get it out unfortunately it's through violent behavior we we learned when we were like 12 or 13 like right. i'm pissed off that that was a hard tackle right and i pushed him and then he knocked me on my ass yep. like you learn real fast like don't pick that fight yeah but now yep. you're right when kids are alone and that emotional learning isn't there yep. it's i've got a gun right to the gun and yep. i i've been happy i think in a dark situation as we've seen more shootings and killings not just here but wherever it is because yeah. it's, it's a national problem it is. Um, I'm glad to see that more people have looked towards family structures yes. and not to blame but to go how can we fix this yeah. you know, obviously there needs to be some police reform and other things yeah. but that can only do so much because yeah. even at some of these local town halls it's been like the parents have to be either be there or, or be better or do better yeah yeah, and a lot of times the parents, they get the bad rap, you know, uh, one kid acting up, and then everybody goes, oh, the parent needs to be put in jail. The parent needs to be put in jail. When I think in actuality, we need to uh, be more proactive as a community to uh, better uh, raise, because I do believe a village is, is yeah. where it's at and, and the community. That's like my that's like my thing, the culture of a community. Um, but I think the community needs to wrap our arms around these young men and these young women and, and these families and be a community and not a city and everybody looking at their own things and doing their own things. It's when we're all together and we're watching each other's backs. You know, when we, when we can do that. Then, and we know these young men, we know them from, oh, I know your mom, I know your aunt. Back when I was growing up, couldn't do nothing because everybody knew my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I will tell <laughs> your mom and you will not yeah. see daylight for weeks. Forever. And then you'll be cutting grass, you'll be cutting everybody's grass, you, you know? So I think we need to go back to that kind of structure. When that structure <laughs> isn't in place in certain neighborhoods where this is frequent, how do we, how do we put it in place? How do we give these people some hope? True. That'll be the first step. Is that where is that? That's where your wife comes in, right? That's where Savannah comes in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's part of this conversation too. She works she at, at Cherry Street, and I think I spoke to Ann before we chatted last year. Yeah. Um, what's Ann's last name? Ebert. Ann Ebert, uh, yeah. who oversees Cherry Street Mission, yep. and she's not about helping like homeless people and getting them skills. Like that's the long thing. She's like, yeah. I want poverty to go away. Yeah, and yeah. If poverty goes away. You don't have a neglectful parent who's right. never around. And then that right. kid doesn't start acting wild. It, it, poverty is like a big part of this. Poverty is a huge part of it, uh, especially with the fatherless homes, because 90% of uh, 90% of homelessness comes from fatherlessness. 40% uh, of poverty is fatherless homes. So if we can tackle the poverty issue, then that will, I think poverty is the root. Yeah. Once we tackle that, then we can tackle so many other societal ills, you know, in our community. I mean, the answer to almost all questions in life is money. 
Yeah. That's that's the core of poverty. But it's also money management, yes. right? You can't throw a billion dollars in the hood and expect for everything, you know, that billion dollars. Some of them are going to know what to do with it. Some of them aren't. You know, even even in the urban areas or even in the suburbs, you know, people in sure. managing money. Uh, I read a stat the other day and it said that 60% of of American families have less than $1,000 in the bank. Yeah. Like, so can't, that, pay, can't pay like a $400 bill. Yeah. yeah. Like, um. And some of that is their fault, like financial literacy. Yes. Some of it is a larger financial problem. But yes. you guys also do teach or work on financial literacy, yeah, right? Yeah, we do our dodgeball and economics. Of Tell that, me about man. that again. It's so dope, man. Uh, one of my good friends, Luke Grapel from Directions Credit Union, uh, he comes in and he talks uh, about how to budget and how to manage money You know, through the community needs assessment. That was the number one issue for 2022. Um, so we took that. We've we've been doing dodgeball and economics, but now we took a different spin on it and uh, pretty much um, focused on budgeting and balancing money. And then we use dodgeball to convey that. You know, it's it's unique, it's different, and it's fun. You know, I got out. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got out like three times. And back in, when I was a kid, I was I was like the dodgeball king. Not anymore. Not so, anymore. <laughs> yeah, those bones but, don't move like they used to. No, but it's a really cool. It's a really cool event for for young men. The Thai event was not that long ago. What is coming up as we inch towards spring and then the summertime? How can what do kids have to look forward to? Yeah, so actually tomorrow we have our uh, first date event. That's when we teach young men how to court. We teach young men how to treat women, and they go on a date with their mother. So they, they'll be pulling out chairs. They'll be asking questions. They'll be digging into, you know, getting to know their mother as they should on the first date. Sure. Right? Um, so, uh, yeah, that's at the Chop House. Uh, that's fine dining. E- that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. The first time we went, we had a kid pick up a, a filet like a cheeseburger. Oh, that's and, great. And bite it. So we was like, oh, we need some table etiquette uh, next time. So. Now we're, we're teaching kids how to cut a steak. We're teaching kids how to engage and talk and, and do all those things in hopes that they repeat it when they get older and they respect women. 75% of rapists come from fatherless homes. Yeah. You know, so if we're not being proactive and teaching them how to treat women, especially using their mother, you know, then, then we're, we're failing them, you know. So uh, I think that's that's one of my favorite ones is to, to teach that and be proactive. Um and we don't want our young men taking advantage taking advantage of women. So the hopes that they repeat these acts when they get older is paramount. My mom's not alive anymore, but I can find a mom if I can come to the chop house. <laughs> uh, do any of the kids, I mean, you're taking a fish out of water like you just explained with the filet. Yeah. Do any of the kids take that to their friends who might be teetering and then they... They hear their friends and then they wind up with the program. That happens all the time. Good. Um, majority of the kids that apply and 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 try to be a part of the program is word of mouth. Good. Uh, these parents are just because you know 100 percent of our participants gave us a five star rating. Um, another 100 percent said uh, of participants that come to our community development initiative, they said they want to be involved with the program. So word of mouth is spreading like a wildfire, and that's why we have the success that we do. Yeah. Very successful. Um, anything else coming up in the spring and summer? Uh, we have um, the remodel event. We're teaching young boys about hand tools and uh, hammers and tape measures and how to use those things. They'll be put together, bird houses, and then we have another portion where they'll actually 
be it's the older person portion but they'll actually be participating in the remodel of a house excellent so, yeah it's pretty dope it's pretty Who's, dope. whose house do they remodel so one of our volunteers just bought a rental property got it and he's like oh i need the floors dug up i need this i need that we need paint we need this and that and we're like Okay, but I didn't want to make it open to the community, right? Right. We can't have all kinds of strangers coming in. Sure. So it's part of our A-list program with the boys like Kai and some of the older guys. They'll come in and they'll learn these skills, how to hang cabinets and paint and doorknobs and all this. And then I will ring them up. <laughs> oh, ring them up! I told you I can't do anything. I'm nearly used. I, I I'm a what a knowledge worker, not the, the hands and stuff. I well, can, I can invite you. I can invite you out there. I, I do have something for you before we uh, wrap up in in totality here. How can people get involved with the, the- sure uh, the website? The website's the best way to get a hold of us. Um, so programming.org. Um, there you can find. Uh, how to sign up as a volunteer. You can get our email address, uh, how to even uh, sign up to participate for the A-list. Uh, it's even a link to, that shows all of our events and coming up events. So, Great. And you can sign up and register there. So the website's the best way. <laughs> this is not anything This is not anything kinky. Um, so we can do this one of two ways. The, the faster thing might be, um, can can I time you to see how long it would take the, you to tie this on you? Time me? Yeah. Sure, man. Okay, here we go. Sure. I've, I've given Tremaine a tie. I will get some other video. Tell Hold me up. when to go. I'll tell you when to go here. Oh, sorry. So, three, two, one, go. <laughs> I know this is not great for uh, on air, but I'm. This is not there... going to be a great nap. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It should be under a minute if I do it right. That works. Twenty-one seconds. Twenty-one seconds. Look at that. <laughs> We're going to wrap up there. At least this portion of things. The programinc.com. Dot org. Dot org. The programinc.org. Um. Nice tie. Can I keep this tie? No, no. That's that's my one and only tie that I have to have other people tie. 